This is One Hitters, getting to know the guests of the Cannabis 101 podcast just a little more. This is One Hitters with Jim Hole, Vice President of Cultivation from Atlas Growers. Jim, thanks so much for uh, being here and uh, making the long trek for you to St. Albert <laughs> as you are, let's say, you, well, you grew up here, right? Yeah, exactly. so. I spent uh, yeah, most of my life here. So yeah, it's coming back home, Dean. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for being here. Uh, let's, uh, usually we do um, uh, a lot about consumption in these One Hitters. We're going to talk about some growing because uh, you are obviously uh, have a very large growing background. So what is your uh, favorite THC strain to grow? Well, I'd say right now it would have to be fruitcake. Okay. So is there a particular reason why? Well, it's just, it just has these great big fat buds. It just looks like it just loves you. <laughs> it's oh, like it's, awesome. it's It's a plant that is, I'm not going to say super easy to grow, but it's reliable. It's a great one. So I would say right now, now having said that, the world changes, new cultivars come on, I'm all over that. So it's, you know, th this is today, we'll see what happens in a year from now. All right, how about on the CBD side? Uh, do you have a favorite CBD strain to grow? Well, I would say the Crescendo is, what it's okay. Crescendo is, you know, like in your family, you got the kid that's the great student, goes yeah. to bed early, doesn't do anything bad. Just reliable, dependable, right? dependable. Yeah. you walk in, Crescendo says, hey, I'm happy to see you. <laughs> Other ones are high strung. They're the thoroughbreds right there. Oh, You're going to the map. office to beat the principal with the other ones. Exactly. Crescendo never. Crescendo loves me and loves everybody. So that's the one I really think is a great one. I absolutely love uh, that analogy. Uh, okay, how about growing methods? Do you have, you know, is there a, a favorite growing method for, you know, maybe that home grower? Yeah, well, yeah, again, because now I'm in the commercial side of things, I kind of wear two hats. But yeah, for when I look at people who want to grow the cannabis in their own homes, I like to think about simplicity. Mm -hmm. Like, let the guys that formulate different soils do it for you. Don't try to, okay, create your own if you'd like, but why not go with the reliable? So if you look at the basic one that most people are going to have success with, it's your peat moss, perlite, pH adjusted. We call it substrate or potting soil. And then toss in some of these brand new slow release fertilizers. We call them micro prills, right. the little tiny pellets. Okay, you don't have to worry about fertilizing and fine tuning all that. You're gonna get 90% of the way there. If you're the perfectionist and you wanna get the maximum yield and all, great. But if you say, look, I don't have time or desire for that. Or experience, maybe. Or experience. That'll get you there. Then all you got to do is toss in the lighting, toss in some water. You're set to go. Awesome. Al, how about a uh, favorite growing tool? Maybe you have one that you love uh, with what you guys are doing at uh, Atlas and Natural History, or maybe somebody for the, the home grower. Yeah, well, I'd say there's there's really, there's a more elaborate one we have at, at Atlas. Mm -hmm. And then there's the home one, pH slash EC meter. So pH, I think we know what that is, right? Is it too acidic? Is it too alkaline? EC is about the salts, about fertilizer. Did you overdose? Did you underdose? Anybody who's serious about growing at home should have that. You can stick it into the media. You can get a reading right there. You can put some uh, fertilizer solution through it. 
collect the what we call the leak chait and you know if you're in the right zone and you got to be in the right zone to get the best production on the commercial side we've got what's called a grow sense mm -hmm. by a company called Grodan with the rock wall it's cool I mean <laughs> I can go home get on my computer oh here's what's happening in the facility oh, that's nice here's the pH here's the EC all of that stuff so one's more sophisticated one's less sophisticated they both work great though all right. How about uh, the uh, the home grower? Is there uh, a, a, maybe a tool for that person growing at home? Yeah, I would say they you know, we, you know they, they can get the little pH EC meter. That's great. A light meter is a good way to go. So if you look at it in the professional arena, we talk about these things called micro moles of okay. light, which are you know how much energy does the plant receive that it can utilize for growing. But you can also use, there's some pretty darn good apps I found on your iPhone or whatever mm. that measure in Lux, L-U-X. So in the professional world, we don't do the Lux so much, but it's quite easily translatable and you can do the conversion. So if you don't have enough light, I don't care what magical fertilizer you right. give it. I don't care if you stand on your tippy toes and you, you beg the plant to grow. It <laughs> is not going to do it. So if you can get the light meter, PHEC meter, which is... Uh, we're probably running 70 bucks for that meter. Mm -hmm. Lux, again, you can go on, get the app, and you can check out your light levels. And then you're, you're, you're a long ways to having success all right. uh, with the cannabis plants. And all. Okay, so let's uh, go back to your first experience with uh, cannabis, your first dance with Mary Jane. What do you remember? Well, I think I might have been, uh, well, okay, it was high school. Of course, it. yeah. I don't know. I might have been smoking alfalfa. I'm not entirely sure, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that great. I didn't really think this was a super experience. And to be honest, I kind of put it on the shelf, right? Yeah. I didn't really. That was kind of, okay, whatever. It's not the thing. Um, fast forward to university, and I don't know what I was using or what I was smoking at that time. And again, I'm not the kind of person that's smoking all the time. I don't. Right. Uh, but but the one night, one of my fellow football player teammates, we went out, and I have to say it was the best night of my life. Uh, it was just a, everything was better. The world was better with the sound of the music and the food. Couldn't stop laughing. And uh, now, to be honest, at that point, great experience. I again shelved it. Sure. I'm in the greenhouse business with my parents. My parents are very liberal. Yeah. They were okay, but I had this real paranoia about not, I wanted to ensure that I wasn't compromising our business. Well, it wasn't legal. Yeah, no, it wasn't legal. I didn't want to be caught. I didn't mm. want, because I knew it would, if it was just me, okay, fine, I can deal with it. Reflecting on my parents, not going to do it. So I, I shelved it. It was just kind of put away. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> that's that's just the, the the second time sounded like it was a whole lot better it, than it the was, first time. It, though. It yeah, was, yeah. Well, I think I had let's call it the real stuff. Yeah, exactly. Time, yeah, though. yeah. And and the 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 environment you're in also has a, a good well, plays a, plays a lot into it. So, is there one person you would really love to get high with, and just you know what that experience might be like? Well, you know what I mean. I've been reading Stephen Hawking's book, A Brief History of Time. I read it once, <laughs> incomprehensible the first time, somewhat coming around this time. I know he's passed away, but if yeah. he was around, I would like to do with him because I believe that 
that would elevate me to a level maybe where I could comprehend it better because I sure as heck can't comprehend it now. So I think maybe cannabis would be that link. Yeah, that, he, he could. He yeah. would be able to explain it, uh, almost dumb it down for us. Yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, that when you look at what he's talking about, black holes and infinite density and and all that, you know, it's like magic anyway. So maybe this would kind of turn it around for me and make perfect sense. Uh, that is awesome. <laughs> uh, all right. Have you been high with anybody famous? Not a lot of people have an answer for this. Yeah, no, I'd say, you know, let's because I played university football, sure. drafted by the Eskimos way back, so I won't name the Eskimo person, but he was a good friend of mine. So I'll be called him famous. He won five great cups. There you go. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, that was the guy. You know, I will tell you, I covered uh, the Eskimos for you know many years when I lived in this city, got to know a lot of those players, and I got to know a lot of CFL players that say, there's no way they would have gotten through their CFL careers without the use of uh, with cannabis, and and you know as opposed to the some of the the opiates that they might get. So yeah. while it might not have been legal, it was helping a lot of CFL players during their careers. Well, I, th- I think really what struck me too is the people when I look back, the people that didn't use it and the people that did use it, and there was a long list of people that did use it. And again. We all know the stereotypes. Yeah. Throw them out the window. Exactly. And uh, they were, they, and again, they were just Dean, like you say, they're looking for how is it going to help me to do better, mm-hmm. and they were and recover. And exactly, and so that was quite common. No mm-hmm. question about it. All right. Uh, do you have a favorite four twenty character? Well, I mean, I, I guess this is so common. It's kind of boring. Cheech and Chong. Yeah, That's I, I love them. I know they're the best. It, to me, Tommy Chong is the godfather of Canadian cannabis. Uh, when it comes to, you know, uh, entertainment. You know, yeah. I think Seth Rogen is, uh, you know, doing a really good job of that. But Tommy Chong from Edmonton, exactly. you know, we should be proud of this guy who went to jail for selling a bong. I mean, <laughs> this guy has been an entertainer and an advocate. So I'm, I, he's my favorite cannabis yeah. character. And I remember, I, I think it was on CBC Radio, they're talking about Cheech actually living in the Rockies here in Alberta for a oh, time. Yeah. Somebody can research that. Yeah. I'm quite sure that's what I heard. So there's a pretty strong connection there. Yeah, no kidding. Um, is there a, a place that you would love to get high? You just think it would be the perfect setting? Well, you know, if I were to, it'd have to be, I keep thinking of Mauna Kea in Hawaii, in Hawaii and I think on the big island, mm. high elevation, stars where you've got this just gorgeous panorama of the universe. I guess maybe I'm going back to the Hawking thing. I don't know. Sure. Fascinated with it. But I think that would be the ultimate, ultimate spot. A scenery is, uh, it's just, it, it just makes it so much better. Or maybe cannabis makes the scenery better. I don't know. Probably a, probably a good combination of the they're two, par- right? They're great partners. Yeah, <laughs> one goes really well with the other. Speaking of that, what goes well with weed, do you think? Oh, man, I don't know. I guess I have to say you got to go with pizza. Yeah, that's <laughs> I mean, good. That's a good stereotype, but I, can't, I love pizza. You know, the thing was, when I'm at home, I love thick crust, thin crust. I don't care how much gluten's in there. You name it, right? All that. So that's my that's my go-to. All right. Well, it's a good thing the Cannabis 101 podcast is recorded right beside a pizza place <laughs> yeah, then here right. in St. Albert. Good for me, then. Um, what about a favorite slang word for weed? What did you guys used to call it as kids? Well, or, I remember the guys just saying, I'm gonna, I got a spliff. Yeah. Spliff. Don't I don't have a spliff. Do you hear that anymore? A little know. bit. It's. I think the, the definition of a spliff is half tobacco, half well, uh, marijuana. I learned something today. And it's, I, I think it's an English thing. I, I, that's what you know. I, I was told, but uh, people do use. I we use spliff for joints uh, yeah. without tobacco because yeah. uh, 
I don't know why anybody would want to do that, but <laughs> but yeah. So spliff is definitely something that we used to use as well. Okay, favorite terpene. This will be the last one, and then we'll get to the main interview. Yeah. So I think I think it's I think it's still lemonine. Like I know that when uh, the sour apples comes down. <laughs> We take it down the hallway, and the staff are out there. Ah, ah, ah. They sort of draw the terpenes in, right? And so it's got a high level of that. And we can, we have the analytics in the lab to check that out. But I think that's still that kind of. I don't know what it is about that particular fragrance. Uh, obviously, I mean, you're, we were talking earlier about your caryophyllene, mm-hmm. the peppery, and I can see that as well. But I still can't get a can't get past that lemonine smell. Yeah, it. Uh, I, I I'll, to be honest, before I started this podcast, I had no idea what a terpene was, and so the knowledge I've been able to to gain uh, from people like you is awesome. This has been a conversation with Jim Hole, one hitters. He's the vice president of cultivation with Atlas Growers, and you can catch his full episode at www.cannabis101podcast.ca. This has been One Hitters on the Cannabis 101 podcast. Hear full episodes and more at www.cannabis101podcast.ca.